What's up, Progressive Overload family? This is Joe Copeland, and I want to start off this episode really quick with an update for you. Um, as we try to continue to grow this ministry, um, we are finding our footprint. We're finding our niche. We're finding who we are uh, as a collective group and also what our, our mission is um, and how we want to reach people. Um, we've come up with this new term, and I love it. Um, our goal is to reach lost souls in the gym, the kitchen, and in this broken world, and that's so that's our mission and in order to do that um we do need a little bit of your help and so what we're what we're doing is uh this week we're launching our patreon page um you may or may not know what patreon is but it's a a method of financially supporting different type of media companies and go to our page it's uh patreon.com slash progressive overload pod and you'll see all the different ways that you can support us and so i'm going to jump through that real fast so you can understand uh, and get to know kind of what we're offering and so we have four different levels of support that you can do a, do for us um, we have uh, basic support so this is just a five dollars a month um you know one uh, a starbucks coffee a month where you can throw it our way so that we can have uh means to pay for the um different technologies that we use to edit our uh, our episodes uh, maybe get some better mics uh, you know different kind of things that we can use to support our day-to-day -day, um, operation here that we're doing or our weekly operation um, and you also with that five dollars a month get access to our facebook community uh, we have a facebook community that's been open but starting today it is closed and it is invite only for those supporters and so we would love for you to be a part of that if you already are if you already are in the in the um community group you're just lucky we're not going to kick you out of course and so you got into it for free and so now we're, we're doing that support group um at the bait at the minimum level of a five dollar a month uh support so option two is basic support plus so for $15 a month you're getting all of the above uh, access to our Facebook community group um, we're gonna send out monthly devotionals and just encouragement to to the to all of our supporters um, but my favorite part is you're going to get a pre-built monthly workout plan so every month I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna write a beginner intermediate and advanced workout plan and send it out to all the supporters um so it's it's not going to be tailored to anybody uh you know whether you have a, a shoulder problem that needs to be worked around or whatever it's just going to be pre-built something for you to follow um and you're kind of on your own on that <laughs> next level is for those who not who might need a little bit more uh tailoring into their program so for the pop tart program so progressive overload podcast pop tart I love that. Uh, you're going to get all of the above, but also what you're going to do is you're going to get a monthly support call uh, from myself where we talk about health history, um, any sort of injuries, your goals, um, timelines, and all sorts of stuff like that. And I'm going to build you a work, uh, a monthly workout program, and it's going to change every month. So I'm going to call you. We're going to schedule a call once a month, and we're going to get updated workouts every single month. And so that is $50 a month. So for the, for that $50 support, you're going to get personalized workout programs for you, tailored to you and your exact needs. And then some of you might be like, hey, Joe, I love that, but I think I might need a little bit more hands-on uh, help from you or kind of hands-on because the next level is Pop-Tart with coaching. So for $150 a month, you, uh, you can support us and receive one-on-one -on -one coaching from me where we get weekly phone calls where we can uh, just touch base see hey how was your week what kind of food were you eating 
um, you know, you have that account, built in accountability there where you're, uh, I'm speaking with you talking about, um, how did your workouts go? How did this exercise feel? Um, can you send me a video of you doing this so I can help you figure out, uh, what's going on there. And then also you get 24 seven text access. So if you're in the middle of a workout, you don't know what to do, send me a text and we're going to, and I'll figure it out for you. If we need to hop on a quick phone call, absolutely we will. So this is very hands-on. We're in constant communication. I'm helping you get through your day um, of nutrition. If you're at a restaurant, I don't know how, to, if this is healthy or not, will you help me pick a choice? Boom. I'm going to help you. And then I'm also going to help you figure out behaviors around those foods. If you've listened to podcasts, you know, I'm not going to give you a detailed nutrition plan. I'm going to give you ways to approach meals and healthy behaviors and help you create a healthy relationship with food. Um, and you should know I'm walking that path with you. If you listen to the podcast, you know, none of us have it all figured out. I'm working with it. I'm working it through you and with you. Um, so those are our four levels. Uh, if you feel compelled, we would absolutely love your support to continue to grow this podcast. I know we've heard so many amazing, um, just reviews from, from some of y'all and how much you've enjoyed listening to us. And so we're finally have a way that you can continue to support us. And so if you do, we just want to thank you from the bottom of our heart. Thank you for helping us out. Um, and if you do not, do not feel any pressure to do this. We are always going to offer this weekly podcast for free. It's never going to cost you anything to listen to what we're saying. And we're hoping that we're feeding into you continually. What you can do to support us is share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Um, copy the link from Spotify or Apple or whatever. Send it to whoever you might who might needs to know the message that we spoke about. Um, just continue to interact with us on social media, liking a post, sharing a post. Um, those interactions help boost the algorithm to where we can reach more and more people. And so just things like that help way more than you could ever know. Um, so once again, no pressure, but if you do awesome, we're, we're all about it. Um, anyways, that's enough from here. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of this podcast. And um, once again, you can go to Patreon. That's P A T R E O N dot com slash progressive overload pod. Or it's in uh, the link is in my bio on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, that will take you to a link tree where you can sign up for a coaching. You can sign up for monthly support. Um, and we also have a new website. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. A new website, www.progressiveoverloadpod.com. Um, you can access uh, the Patreon page through there also. Sorry that was long. Now listen to the rest of the episode. See you later. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast, everyone. We are glad that you're here. That sounded much like a, um, I don't know, a fight introduction. An announcer, yeah. An announcer, yeah. Let's get ready to podcast. That's kind of what go. it felt like to me, but you did it much better than I did. Yeah. But thank you for doing that. I'm Adam Lazarine. I'm here with Tyson Burwell. No. And Joe Cole. Say my name first and then oh, Tyson. He's Burwell. got the correct order. I, <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah. Well, Tyson's close enough to hit me, so I'm going with his name <laughs> <Yeah>. first. <laughs> oh, um, 
Well, good. I'm glad that you guys are here today. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun day today. Just a little fun fact there. If you would have said, let's get ready to rumble, you would have had to pay money. Oh, really? What's, yeah, the, what's he, that? Uh, that? What's his name? Buffer. Uh, Michael Buffer. Michael yeah. Buffer. Oh, he's, he's it's got, got that a trademark. It's copyrighted. Yeah. Or it's copyrighted. trademarked. It's something. Oh, gosh. Basically, yeah, if you if you go decide to use that in any way, you owe him money. Wow. We'd have to take this uh, intro off of the uh, internet. Huh? Right, right. And then the uh, same thing goes for Bruce Buffer, the UFC announcer with yeah. It's Time. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Didn't so know that. Be careful speaking, how you say <laughs> what you say. Speaking of fighting, guys, I almost got in a legitimate fight this morning at the gym. Do tell, please. Yeah. Not not the gym I manage, the one I work out in, in, in Wichita. <clears throat> so, in this gym, it's a pretty big gym, but we only have two squat racks, and uh, one of them has a a power platform, and the other one doesn't. It's a uh, a closed in rack. And this dude, when uh, when I got there, he he was set up doing deadlift on the platform, and so it's the platform where deadlift is, but the squat rack wasn't being used at all. And this dude was just doing—I mean, no shame. I'm not shaming him, but he was just—he had 135 on the on the bar, and he was just doing deadlift. Um, but when he was done, he threw his phone down on the ground underneath the bar, and then proceeded to go do an entire circuit throughout the whole gym. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, I was on the bench, and but I was needing the squat rack and a couple exercises, so I was you know I was watching it um, pretty closely. And he just he would never went back to it. So it was like a good thirty to forty minute period where that barbell and his phone just sat on the platform to where nobody could use it. Man. And so I was like, I had to do Z press, so that was on my program this morning. So I was like, you know what? He's not using the squat rack. He's just using a platform. So I'm going to go set up on this on the on the the squat rack to do my Z press. I do one set, and then rest, and then do a second one, and then he comes over and he's like, "Hey, dude, what the heck? My stuff is right here." <laughs> and I looked at me. I was like, "Are you serious, man? You cannot sit there and just uh, leave your crap sitting right here and not come back for." another 30 to 45 minutes he's like i've been waiting waiting for you to come back but you never did he just grabbed it left the weights on the bar and walked out so that i mean i didn't really almost punch him but there was confrontation which if you know me i hate i'm proud of you but i was angry (laughs) i was i sat there and i had to skip exercises i usually do z press towards the first of my workout because it's so taxing yeah i had to do it at the end ruin my monday not really i got a really good shoulder pump this morning but anyways i was so frustrated if you do that Please don't. We need to go back to our episode on gym etiquette. I know. <laughs> don't don't be the circuit guy. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to do circuits, but just be be um be, be aware courteous. of your surroundings. Yeah. yeah. If there's yeah. two squat racks in the whole gym, do not take one up for the entire hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to know where your where your line is, and apparently it's at the he squat crossed rack. it. It's at the squat rack. Okay. Good. <laughs> he crossed note, it. Note to self: I'll stay away. Yeah. From yeah, yeah. That's don't, good. Don't do a circuit in front of Joe. No, with the no. squat rack involved. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Note to self and fans everywhere. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, listen, hey, what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about the kinetic chain. Say what? Kinetic chain. What does that mean? I believe the kinetic chain is basically the principle describes how the human body can be considered in terms of a series of interrelated links or segments. That was beautiful. Wasn't That's that very beautiful? scientific. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what it, from my understanding, and it just means whenever muscles, joints, and ligaments and attachment points, when when how they attach is basically your kinetic chain. Okay. And how they work together in a series of movements. I was basically. thinking about a big game of Red Rover. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, you're holding everybody together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, when one breaks, uh, the the whole game's over for that. That's true. Yeah. Well, and the only reason I'm thinking that because that was one of the games I was good at. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I bet you. Were. I was. A, yeah, we're wrecking balls, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to try to stop. I can't wait. Anyway. Oh yeah. If we use that, service. we would not have to pay for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so kinetic chain—that's interesting yeah. um, because you don't really hear that phrase a whole lot. No, you, I mean no. maybe in the fitness world you do, maybe in the therapy world you hear it more. Definitely in the therapy world, we um, hear it a lot. Oh yeah, but just to you know, common everyday person, you're not going to hear that around the water cooler. Hey, no. <laughs> nice kinetic chain. Um, you know, nobody says that. And I've had people uh, comment on my posterior chain, uh-huh. which yeah. is another aspect of it. But I'm not touching that. <laughs> well, Going there. To, to your point, the posterior chain is primarily actually what causes shoulder impingements. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. It's, it's weakness in the, in the posterior chain, meaning your back muscles right. is, yeah. is the idea. But uh, in therapy, a lot of times, because we're so much on our cell phones, um, on our computers, everything, our shoulders are always so rounded forward. We have bad posture. You know, all these things lead to later a weaker posterior chain, which creates, you know, impingement in the shoulders. Yeah, that's very true. So, I mean, like, think, I love to explain the, the, I mean, the kinetic chain and like the domino effect or, or even like think of an actual chain. If there's a broken link or a missing link or a deformed link, it's going to affect the overall potential of that chain. Okay. So so our bodies are, is just one big chain. Basically. Yeah. From the ground up or just from the waist up or from ground up, from ground ground up. up. Yeah. I asked, uh, our boss, Tim, he's our physical therapist at our, at our place. I was like, so how do you explain this to a, a layman? Uh, just kind of getting any sort of advice from him. And he said, my professor said, when our foot hit the ground, when our feet hit the ground, everything changes. And so the kinetic changes the moment our feet hit the ground and it works all the way up. So let's talk about why is it important for that layman to kind of understand what we're talking about. You know, obviously this we're not speaking towards certified educated not educated but like personal trainers we might some but mostly i feel like our audience is just kind of exercisers daily daily people who just want to know more about uh, exercise yeah and so uh, i think it's important to understand it because one if you can understand how the kinetic chain works um, you can improve your movement that's going to improve your muscle building potential it's going to improve uh, or decrease your chances of injury um, and it is any sort of like uh, you know movement that's not in a healthy so I would also say that the uh, understanding what the kinetic chain is and and in general athletics is actually important yeah um, so for, for instance just coming from my sport fighting um, when I teach someone how to throw a right hand for instance mm-hmm. it starts from the ground People yeah. think of the punch typically from, you know, an arm movement, but it's, it's far more than that. You know, um, typically when I'm talking to somebody who's already kind of been in like school athletics with baseball, you learn how to squish the bug. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. that whole idea is, is used in fighting as well. So mm-hmm. it starts at the feet. You squish that bug, goes through the knees, goes through the hips, rotating through the core, yeah. through the deltoid, extending the tricep opening up the elbow finally we get the final rotation of the pronation to supination of the wrist squeezing the fist at the end and that what that's doing is it's taking the power all the way through that kinetic chain and then delivering that energy into our opponent so i think if you have a better understanding of what exactly you're doing it just makes the movement um that much more powerful yeah 
I remember that brought it back a memory uh, in my undergrad in uh, human kinetics class. We had to do a movement analysis or a kinetic chain analysis. So we had to pick a movement and then explain every single muscle that's happening from the beginning of the movement to the end yeah. in every single direction, every single limb is moving and everything. I remember that. Yeah. We and did those. So I chose because I was the baseball guy. I was like, okay, I'm going to do a from the point a catcher catches the ball to where he throws it to second base on a steal. And so it's complicated, <laughs> dude. I spent so much time on that, and then we get to pre present it on class, and the first guy that, that went to present in front of the class did a bicep curl. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I could have done that, and I, I chose that this. Right. Yeah, and uh, it was, that was funny. Yeah. But uh, squeezing the trigger. Yes, literally <laughs> that would have been mine. <laughs> squeezing the trigger. Yeah, oh, there's man. less going on in that movement. Yeah. Um, well, that's neat. Um, I don't know that I ever think about movements in the gym if i don't know how to describe them even yeah as a a full body everything that i do is a full body movement yeah, yeah. you know because you're focused on your chest or you're focused on your uh -huh. biceps or yeah. you're focused on something yeah. your back and mm -hmm. then you think about okay should i be thinking about the placement of my feet should i right. be thinking about the placement of my you know engagement of my core all of those things mm -hmm. and I forget sometimes I, I I know better but I forget sometimes yeah. just to think about it in the term of a chain yeah and so maybe that's why this is important to our listeners um, what are some things that we could tell them as they're moving through the gym I don't know maybe to to think in these terms yeah my advice would be start at the feet just like you said you have your base mm -hmm. yeah which and then you go through your stability right and that, and i guess i need to preface by saying it depends if you're doing compound lifts or if you're doing more isolation stuff yeah. because if you're doing an isolation like a bicep curl it's a lot less about the kinetic chain and more about isolating that one muscle group that you're trying to work yeah um that being said just for the sake of argument compound lifts like doing a bench press for instance uh, we can get deep into form but even at the bench, you feel like you're laying down, your feet are still engaged. Yeah. You're still planting yep. those feet flat. You're arching, you're pushing with your legs. You have that small arch in your back. You're building as much stability, but so that the mobility can come later through the shoulders, exactly through the yeah. chest as you press. I see. Yeah, this is something I've been working a lot with with Dustin because he can never understand how you're supposed to drive your legs in a bench press. I understand, um, yeah. But it... it uh, it allows you to create a, uh, so much more force, but like he said, the stability that allows, um, because a whole thing of what we're going to be talking about is the kinetic chain, a healthy kinetic chain is a perfect combination of stability and joints that are supposed to be stable and mobility and joints that are supposed to be mobile. Okay. And so, uh, we're going to kind of break that down here in a little bit, uh, and kind of talk about what the difference is between mobility, stability, range of motion, stuff like that. Before you do that, I have a question because yeah. I see on um, different social media platforms and videos that I've seen people doing this bench press with this really arched back. And I'm like, what in the world is happening? Because this is not what I learned in gym class. <laughs> yeah. So the ones where you're like, they're obviously like look like the McDonald's arches, yeah. you know? So. I see typically that in, in like powerlifting mm -hmm. because what it's doing is it, it's giving them a leg up because it's decreasing their range of motion I necessary figured. by a lot. It is not healthy though. Yeah, okay. and it's not being used for correct form and trying to get stronger in that movement. It's yeah. almost trying to cheat the movement a yeah. little bit so that you get a competitive edge. Yeah, okay. it's a competitive edge. So 
I mean, because you're you're decreasing your range of motion necessary to to complete. You don't have the lift. to go down as far. Yeah. You only yeah. have to push up so far. Exactly. I understood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clear that no, up. No, that's that's good info cause because I see people do that all the time uh, in the, in the gym. And so it's not a not a healthy kinetic chain movement. It's just something yeah. that they're doing. So I mean, while since we're talking about the bench press, your your the points of contact are your feet, your hips your shoulder blades and your head so there's going to be a perfectly natural arch between your shoulder blades and your hips um but not excessive to where they're like literally your feet and your your feet and your shoulder blades are the only thing touching the ground yeah when i'm teaching the bench press typically i i like to be able to place a hand yeah directly in the small of the back yeah and i should still be able to touch my back and the bench at the same time not a small guatemalan child no (laughs) why guatemala i don't know I apologize if you're listening. In Guatemala. In our, I think in we have some listeners from Guatemala. I'm sorry. Shout um, out to you. <laughs> okay. Just a hand. I'm with you. Yeah. So right. uh, for for the layman's, for the average lifter who doesn't, uh, who's not interested in digging into, is my kinetic chain perfect? You know, it's important to pay attention to this because when one thing is out of whack, it creates issues all over the place. So um, like we just mentioned Tim, our physical therapist, almost all of his evaluations. One of the first things he does is he watches them walk. Yes. Um, because we're looking at walking patterns and seeing, uh, so many times we can, uh, improve back pain by improving the way we walk. If, if we're over pronated where our feet are, are flipping out and our ankles coming in or, uh, you know, supinated there, it's going to call, it's going to, affect the knee which is going to affect the hips which is going to affect the back yep. and it's just this chain of events where if you have if your foot is not uh striking the ground and rolling off properly it's going to create issues all the way up the yeah. kinetic chain i love it because i remember as a trainer um uh-huh. we would tell our distance runners you know when they'd start having injuries yeah. or, or l- nagging stuff just this is sore it never goes away I would tell them, I would say, bring me your oldest pair of running shoes. Yeah. And I would look at the tread on the bottom yep, that's to good. see how their their foot is coming off yep. because it's more worn where their body weight, you know, right. is hitting. Mm-hmm. And then I can tell, you know, your foot is doing this. Let's try to correct it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's a neat deal because um, you can do that. If you're looking at people's arches, we would have them step on a wet towel and then step on the concrete and yep. make, a, could see. make a footprint. Yeah. Yep. I love it. And then you could see where their arch was either, you know, it'd be cut out where the arch is holding the foot uh-huh. up or it's flat and there's wet everywhere yep. if their arch is falling. Right. And then you could tell. I love that. That's it makes good. me think of my Tai Chi class where when you slow everything down like you do in Tai Chi where it's all, it is in slow motion, striking heels, heel to toe, good push off good weight shift you know that that's a that's a big kinetic chain education and that you're not even talking about it but you're you're actually going through and doing it i'll also um just to your point man i don't i think with our modern shoes there's a lot of there's a lot of studies going into like our modern shoes where we all wear these casts Uh you know for for Mm -hmm. running shoes all the time and it's definitely messing up in my opinion our kinetic chain with simple things like walking i totally agree with you yeah I mean, think about if, if you've ever broken your leg or broken an arm, what happens to those muscles that have been casted up for so long? They atrophy. They atrophy, yeah. absolutely. And so uh, whenever we come out of the womb wearing shoes, not ever, wear, not ever walking barefoot, anything like that, it does not allow those, feet, those muscles in the feet to properly develop. So, I mean, we're... 
uh, we're creating issues from, from birth, honestly, uh, or from your walking age at least. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've been wearing barefoot shoes for the last probably year. Uh, I I got, I started kind of going down that Avenue and I've felt my feet, uh, I can move them in ways that I've never been able to move them. Like flex your feet, not monkey. I can't fold them, but, uh, I can get a lot more range of motion than what I did, what I did previously. And I feel like it strengthened my ankles, it strengthened my calves. Uh, there's a lot of different. I train. I there. train barefoot primarily in my yeah. sport, of course, and uh, because of that, my my toes actually splay out. Yeah, my, my exactly. dad was making fun of me not too long ago. He was like, "Why do your feet look like hands?" <laughs> Doesn't right? it make you feel good? <laughs> They're supposed to, yeah. though. <laughs> like, uh. if you look at shoe at, at feet that have been stuck in shoes their whole entire life, like go look up LeBron James feet on internet right now. Shaq's feet are or the best. Shaq's feet or really any any like basketball player where their feet are cramped up, their toes are like lapping over the yeah. top of each other, and that just happens from. Like I said, wearing wearing constricted shoes. So if you're going to get new shoes, at least get some with a wide toe box to where your shoes are going to be spread out enough. Mm-hmm. Have you ever Kin- heard that? Kinetic term? chain. Yep. Yeah. Um, it starts at the feet. Starts so at that's the feet. a it's a yeah. good way to to look at that. So take care of your shoes. Footwear yes. is important. It is. Um, what else uh, do we think about? We think about stability at the feet. Um, you said mobility, where yeah. joints are supposed to be mobile. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me somehow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, if so, it's supposed to move, go ahead. So in my opinion, like, or not my opinion, most people's opinion that are in the profession, you definitely need stability before you have mobility. Okay. Right? So, explain. So you have to have a base. Yeah. The, let, let's, let's just start back at, um, at the bench press even. Right. So it starts at the feet. Once again, you have a nice wide base shoulder, um, with your feet planted, that gives you a stable base to now be able to push and do the lift. I see. Right. If you were unstable, let's say we take off the feet and there are forms of bench press where you actually eliminate the feet. And that is yeah. to actually increase your, that's sh- a training tool. That's a str- yeah. that's a training tool. But for the basic bench press, you have to have that stability. Otherwise you're off balance and your mobility starts to decrease. Yeah. I think I need some more base work. Is that a yeah. fair statement? Yeah. Sure. Um, and Joe and I were we were briefly discussing this. Um, one of the sessions I did over last week, I tried Renegade Rose. Mm-hmm. If you've ever done that, look it up. Uh, yeah. Be safe when you're trying it. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to fall on my face, <laughs> and I feel like that's a stability issue mm-hmm. because yeah. clearly, uh, not clearly, but I feel like I have enough strength to do the movement, right. but not enough stability to do the yeah. movement yeah so let, let's let's define stability mobility and and a little bit of range of motion but basically when when we look at different some joints like i said uh typically your hinge joints are supposed to be stable so like our knees our elbows uh our, our shoulder joint uh well our shoulder blade joint uh, so those are meant to be stable to but the stabilizers the stabilizing yeah but our uh, joints like our ankles and our our actual glenohumeral joint uh, is supposed to be mobile um, so for instance like the foot <coughs> our our foot is is supposed to be a stable joint but right on top of that is is ankle so if the foot is stable and the ankle is mobile that's a healthy area if the foot is instable or is the fit if the ankle all right here's what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. if the ankle is not mobile 
the foot will have to sacrifice its stability in order to achieve the movement. Correct. So that's the okay. whole uh, premise of kind of what I want to talk about is if if one joint, like if the hips, with the hip joint is supposed to be a mobile joint, if it is not mobile, the lower back and pelvis is going to have to sacrifice its stability in order to make the movement happen, such as a squat. I was going to say, if you think about getting out of a chair, uh-huh. you know, if you're... <laughs> If your hips are tight, you know, where they're supposed to be loose and yeah. mobile, then you're going to have to use your lower back to accomplish the same motion of uh-huh. getting out of that chair exactly. yeah. as you typically would if you were healthy. Yeah. And I know it's not healthy, but if your joints yeah. were in a healthier place. Right. right. Um, yeah. Well, the body can compromise and so well, and a lot of times it may not even bring pain, right. but eventually it will. It will. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it could lead to injury, too. For instance, if you are if you are we- uh, bearing a weight like bearing a load under doing lifts, squats, especially, yeah. if you don't have good stabilizers, and that includes with the, even your ankle, even though your ankle is a mobile joint, it still has the ability to be a stabilizer as well. It's got to stay put, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So, yeah. um, if if you have any compromise in there and you're not stable or have some weakness somewhere in there, you could you could blow your, go to snap yeah. city as they say. Have y'all ever heard of a butt wink? In the squat? Uh, yeah, kind of. So the butt wink is when is literally when the lower back has to make up for the lack of hip mobility in order to get low into a squat. So you'll see at the very bottom of a squat, you'll see the pelvis kind of roll backwards and the and it, the the butt will kind of dip um, inwards. And I know if you're listening, you're probably having a hard time imagining this, but look up butt wink in a squat and you'll, uh, you'll see it. Yeah, careful. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> if you're going to go there, you it's need to put some It's a parameter. well-known term in strength and conditioning. So Maybe I, add I, in a squat out yeah. beside yeah. it. <laughs> Something to, to clarify. Oh, uh, That's fun. Yeah. Um, I did not know that was what it was called. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Uh, that's exciting news for yeah. the, the training world today. Uh, okay, so stability. Yeah. Some hmm. other uh, examples that we can talk about is like the shoulder blade is is supposed to be stable. Yes. But the shoulder joint is supposed to be mobile. Okay. So once again, if our shoulder blade, um, or if our shoulder joint is immobile, our shoulder blade is going to have to compromise and move in ways that it shouldn't. Um, yep. So once again we have to uh, pay attention to that or else once again injuries can occur so here's the thing i think a lot of us probably have deficiencies in these two areas where, where things are supposed to be stable and they're not yeah or things are supposed to be mobile and they're not yeah but we don't even realize it so how do we how do we catch it in the gym yeah how do you how are you going to notice it and address it before the injury comes so i mean it, if you have a better answer uh see a professional honestly it's it's hard to self-evaluate it true um there are some kind of tests that you can a mobility tests that you can look for on uh youtube is this like um, a sit and reach test like we used to do in school where you get the board out or the box out and go how far can i that's more so for just hamstring flexibility okay uh, what they're measuring there uh but they're Look up FMS. So I am a certified in FMS, which is functional movement screening. Mm-hmm. Um, and look up a FMS movement screen on YouTube. And it's going to take you through uh, a series of different exercises that will help you kind of point out some possible discrepancies in your movement. Okay. Or come see me and or I will talk put to you Joe through it. Or yeah. talk to Tyson. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
for those that do are more like me and they like to self-diagnose, which yeah. probably isn't healthy anyway, but it's part of the process of learning. Yeah. Well, for me, it, to me, it's important to look at, uh, go through your list in front of a mirror if you can. Yeah. You know, a seeing symmetry is important. You know, suddenly if, if you're doing, um, uh, even something like a bicep curl and your shoulders, one shoulder's dropping, uh-huh. you have, you have an indication of uh, instability somewhere and you're, um, compensating somewhere. Yep. Okay. Right. And then you can kind of figure out from there that, okay, I got to figure something else out. And I would suggest lo- dropping the weight and going back over form. And I think that's the okay. most important part of everything is, is making sure your form is correct. Yeah. Are these things going to present themselves at the beginning of a lift or whenever you're fatigued? Fatigued for sure. Okay. So if you drop the weight and then exercise to fatigue, mm-hmm. then you're going to be able to tell. And yeah. and with lower weight, you're less likely to hurt yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And so yeah. that's what you're trying to do. If you're going to have to self-diagnose mm-hmm. um, or you don't want to talk to the trainer, yeah. uh, you know, you don't and want to swallow your pride. Yeah, and that's talk a, to that's a trainer. good point. Cause some of them, like if I do a, if I do a body weight squat, I can get, perfectly low right. like like uh like an asian squat to where you're you're just going straight to the bottom mm-hmm. uh but if once i put a load on it changes i mean everything changes right and so some some discrepancies might not you might not see until you start loading it up so like when i squat for example i have a very difficult time getting low into the squat if my heels aren't lifted and so that's because i have poor ankle mobility and really tight calves so that's something i'm working on so what i do in order to get a healthy range of motion in my squat i put either like a a one by four or plates underneath my feet and i'm able to get in really low squat and it feels great but that's just due to my poor ankle mobility he's cheating is what he's saying it's not cheating (laughs) he's completely cheating it's not cheating arching his back during the bench press isn't he yeah yeah that's exactly (laughs) what he's doing that's that's perfect oh okay well no that's fine um most of the time i find that people have poor form and things like deadlift anytime the back is really involved it suddenly it's like we're I don't know. We just we just can't figure it out for some reason. Well, and that probably goes lends itself to our daily posture habits. Yeah. Because yeah. our backs are weak anyway. Yep. Um, we got iPhone posture. That's a good point, and it causes problems in our neck. I realized the other day that I was like, my neck was like way out, and my head felt like it weighed about ten thousand pounds, right. and I just straightened my you know cervical spine up a little bit, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it feels so much better. Oh, right. What's the worst is I'll be sitting there talking to a patient about posture, <laughs> and then I'll catch myself in the mirror, and I'm sitting on this stool. I'm like, my back's all round. You look like, like a turtle. Oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I know. I really want to invest in a standing desk, so I don't have to sit there in front of a desk. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Anyways, all right. So the bottom line is compensation is like a spare tire. It only lasts for so long before it wears out. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put that. I know. I like that. Compensation is a spare tire. Yep. It's only a matter of time until you have to come by and see me for therapy. I know. This is a good plug. If you are local, come and see us. (laughs) That's right. Come and see Tim. He will take you through a really good screening and help you with your feet striking and... uh, Or come see me and I'll take you through a functional movement screen. I can actually do that for the most part over Zoom. So if you're not... uh, If Hmm. you're not local, then uh, let me know. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So anyways. All right. Well, I hope that was understandable enough for the, for most people to understand the kinetic chain. That's a good way to put, um, and it's all one body and it makes me think about something specific that the church is called a body. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that ever, um, 
but there's a lot of different places in scripture where the church is considered to be the body. Mm-hmm. And one particular passage of scripture that I wanted to share with you guys today, okay. if I can get it to come up, is um, 1 Corinthians 12 is basically, and I'm not going to read it all because there's almost 30 verses of talking about how the church is the body of Christ. Yeah. And what you, th- what you get to, though, is... Um, Verse 12, the body is um, a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all of its parts are many, they are one body. So it is with Christ. Yeah, uh, We have that foundation, like we're talking about, that is mm-hmm. laid in Christ um, being the sacrifice for our sins. And yeah. because of that, we can call ourselves the body of Christ. And in the same way, when one part is deficient, when when one area of the body of Christ is deficient, the whole body suffers. Absolutely. And yeah. so um, I don't want to get too far into it, but I, I feel like that's a, a, a decent way to look at the kinetic chain of the church. Right. I love it. Um, because it starts with a, a healthy foundation in Christ, a, mm-hmm. a solid foundation in Christ that's immovable. Yeah. But then the body of Christ, the hands, the feet, you know, all the different pieces of the church, which yeah. is which are called the body, um, we can either really excel and do good things, um, keep good form if you want to go that exactly, route, yeah. and, or we can just fall apart and compensate, and we can only do that for so long yeah. until we fall apart. Exactly. And so it's a that's what I wanted to bring to the to the conversation when it comes to the kinetic chain of the church. Yeah. Um, it's not so different. No, it's not. So, it's, I mean, the, the consequences of not paying attention to to our stability and mobility and, and our kinetic chain in our body is potential injury. One, we're not, uh, I mean, we're not moving in, in our greatest potential. And it, we talked about capping potential. It absolutely caps our potential when we're not losing. So what is it, how does that present itself in the church whenever, uh, what, what are some possible consequences? Man, um... It is a, it's almost like an erosion effect. Um, yeah. It doesn't just present itself just in one full catastrophic right. event, yeah. but the church in from the inside out erodes. Yeah. And so then the foundation is at, at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of how it, it's similar with our bodies. Yeah. We'll go for years compensating and yeah. doing something um, without even realizing it until it's too yeah. late. And the church is the same way. So I would say, in as far as kinetic chain goes, a lot of imbalances start whenever people um, aren't staying very balanced with their lifts. For instance, skipping leg day. Yeah. Or um, only, you know, I see it all the time in, in young athletes. All they care about is their bench press. Yeah. How much can you right. bench? And now they're all walking around with their shoulders all rounded up because <laughs> they have weak backs. Yeah. yeah. Is there something that's like that as far as in the church or your or your relationship with Christ? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question and a great point because mm-hmm. you can you can take one little piece of scripture and and key in on it and hold on to it and just really dive into it without taking the the, the gospel as a whole, taking the scripture as a whole piece of a narrative, and you can get imbalanced very yeah. quickly, uh, or you can turn. You, it can go the other way where you can just lock in on one little piece of a, a passage of scripture yeah. and then you end up with uh, rounded shoulders in the church and a week back. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate that because I see it a lot um, where people have um, maybe they 
grabbed onto one thing when they were young or, or, you know, it really got taught to them and they, they learned it and they understand it and that's good and it's yeah. fantastic, but that's, there's more to working out. There's more to the kinetic chain than just your chest. Exactly, and there's more yeah. to the church than yeah. just this piece of scripture. Right. And so there's, it's a, that's why it's called the body, not just the arm of the yeah. church yeah. Um, or the head of the church, you know, that's Christ. And so you, you really have to watch for that. Um, and that's a personal development thing, sure. just like yeah. the, the watching your kinetic chain in the church. It's a personal growth um, yeah. mentality as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if we rely on our hands to walk for us, we're we're not going to get very far. And, and that's what I think about is when when limbs on our body or of the church branches of the church are doing the work that uh, the feet should, uh, they're going to get fatigued really fast. Right. Yeah, and that and it, that happens all the time. That lends itself to spiritual giftedness. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, you're better at certain things than I am, yeah. Tyson. You're better at the, at things than I ever could be. Yeah, um, so sweet. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and you know, one of the gifts that is like ex- exhorting, or mm-hmm. you know, just what I just did with you guys. Y'all are good at things that I'm not. Yeah, and I'm self aware enough to realize that if I put you in a position to do what what I'm doing well y'all are not going to succeed and the same goes for me if i'm operating outside of my giftedness then i'm out of form Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that kinetic chain of the body of christ and i i can do it for a while but man it sure is draining yeah you know and so that's one of the ways that you look at that and evaluate in the church how that's happening yeah cool i love that yeah just for the record you know one of the things that pastors forget and i am i am one but our job is to equip the saints and yeah. so whenever we figure out what people are good at, we should help equip them to do that Absolutely, job yeah. in the church, yeah. not try to cookie cut them into, uh-huh. man, we really have a, a gaping hole over here and you're a warm body and you're breathing. And so right. let's put you in that spot. That's really not how that's supposed to go. Yeah. And yeah. so does that ever lead to confrontation in the church? Uh, it can. Yeah. It can because people get tired. They get frustrated. They yeah. get, uh, they're get they they're operating outside of their giftedness. And so absolutely because frustrations get high and it's an emotional thing because everybody wants the church to succeed yeah. at their, I think, at their core. They want the church to do well. Um, if they're a part of the church, then, you know, then they feel bad because it's not. Then you feel bad because it's not. And so, yeah, it's it can be combustible, but hopefully you have some leadership in place to to head that off before it, those fires. Yeah, yeah, before it gets there. Yeah. So it's a good good thought. Yeah, sweet. Well, thank you, guys. That was awesome. I hope so. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and um, just in case you're wondering what Tyson has in his hand, <laughs> oh. what is that, by the way? These are the the Chinese handcuffs. <laughs> Chinese. Finger trap. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finger cuffs. Finger cuffs. There you go. Head over to our YouTube so you have a single clue what we're talking about right now. Right. Um, Yeah, if you're listening, uh, just go check it out. It's uh, something to behold. I need to put it in front of me because I'll have to sit here and mess with it. I I know. It's fine. I I I, wanted to give it. I bet the listeners on YouTube just get super annoyed because I always just sit here and (laughs) fidget the whole time. And they're like, I can't even focus because you're moving. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you speaking know. of YouTube, I announced at the beginning of this episode uh, in a short recording that we have launched our Patreon page. So I'm not going to give a double announcement, but go check it out at patreon.com slash progressive overload pod um, and help us and support us in any way possible um, so that uh, we can improve our, the quality of, of what we have to offer here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you get on the Patreon, you can see Joe do the butt wink. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I may no. go there just for that. I don't know. Good example. Oh, that was, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. yeah, Patreon members only. Yeah, that's right. You get special access hey, to uh, to this that. butt winks. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, there are. We better stop. <laughs> we probably need to. But thank you for listening today. If you're still with us, we really appreciate you. Um, looking forward to all the episodes that are ahead of us, and for your continued support. So go check us out on all of our social media platforms and all the ways you can follow and support us thanks for stopping by appreciate y'all goodbye thanks for listening to the progressive overload podcast we're honored to be a small part of your day if you have any questions comments concerns or are interested in sponsoring our efforts please feel free to reach out via email find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives.